You are listening to the monologue podcast. <laughs> hey, y'all, I have way too much fun with those intros. I swear, one of these days I'm gonna glow up for real and get in the studio on y'all, and y'all ain't gonna know what to do with me. But until then, hey, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Monologue Podcast featuring me, your favorite, Jamalam. Jamiah, follow me at Just Jamiah across all social media platforms as usual. Y'all already know how this goes. We are officially into episode Four. This is crazy, which means I've done four consecutive weeks, a month in to my baby, the Monologue Podcast, and I'm having so much fun with y'all. I'm absolutely loving this, and I'm not stopping anytime soon, so I hope you guys are enjoying this as much as I am, and if you ain't, it's okay, because it's really not about you. <laughs> it is about you, but it's really, like, this is really about me. I mean, let's just be honest, but... Anywho, I'm glad that you guys came back. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, whatever the platform asks for. Also, don't forget to rate on iTunes, leave a comment. I look at it, I look at it all the time to see who's commenting and things like that. Um, all the love is so, 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 so. I just hit that. So appreciate it. Um, love you guys so much for all the feedback and things that i've been getting from you guys all the love you guys have been given to made to make it um made to make it is coming up with some awesome stuff for you guys here in the next month or so creative jellies is back next weekend so if you're interested in coming to the open mic that i host here in iowa city creative jellies is back not this Sunday, but the following next Sunday, third Sunday of February, we're back at Merge. So be on the lookout on, you know, my Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and things like that for more details on Creative Jellies because, you know, that's also my baby. And I love, love, love hosting that and getting so much talent and just filling the room with positive vibes. So be on the lookout for that. And all other made to make it news, y'all know where to find me at made the number two make it underscore on Instagram and Twitter and made to make it on Facebook. All right, get all that business out of the way. So, um, last week in episode three, we had a good old time. You know, it's the first episode of Black History Month, and so I kind of recapped on some of my favorite TV shows and what I really miss in black television, what I grew up cherishing in black television, which actually has a lot to do why I with why I want to have a career in television and in film. A lot of that is attributed to the examples that I watched coming up. Honorable mentions, I forgot, man, the Parkers. Yeah, the Parkers, one-on-one, half-and-half. Um, those are some of the ones that I didn't mention that I literally watched all the time. Like, the Parkers was like, I did mention the Parkers last week, but I didn't emphasize, like, the Parkers was right up there with the with girlfriends for me. Like, I watched the Parkers 
religiously Moesha I mean how can we forget about Moesha so the list really goes on and on and on and you know everybody trying to do a reboot these days these days I don't know if we really need no reboots like Martin is good where it's at you know what I mean can't be doing no reboot of Fresh Prince without Uncle Phil it's just a lot so you know there are plenty of wonderful creative minds out here who have new and amazing content created and new shows that we want to put out so you know let us use those old shows as examples and and let us just leave them where they at um but yeah last week you talked about black tv and how much i love it and so we'll get into more once we get to the jam session in today's episode how i'm going to continue that conversation with black entertainment because um i'm a black entertainer so that's what i want to talk about Um, But before we get there, we're going to jump into our first segment of the show, as usual, starting off with positive vibes only. Who are we going to spotlight grinding in the trenches? (laughs) G-I-T-T. And this week, I'm shouting out my girl, Imani Cobbs. I have known Imani for years, 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 back to our sweet, healthy days. Um, And it's just so amazing to see so many people, you know, you grow up with people and then everybody goes away to school and you kind of separate a little bit. And then you kind of start to draw these connections with people again once you get older and everybody's, you know, really finding themselves and walking in their passions and things. And um, Imani recently just launched an amazing business, IJC Greets. It's an amazing black-owned greeting card company. Um... So many beautiful designs on the website. You guys should definitely check it out. She just launched. It's brand new, and it's just top-notch, honestly. Checked out the website. I've been on there a couple times. Really top-notch, professional things. Awesome website. Awesome Instagram page and everything. And Imani's a great supporter. She's a great businesswoman, and it looks like she's doing some amazing things over there. So if you're looking for some Valentine's Day cards for your boo, for your babe, for your best friend, for your mama, for your daddy, whoever it might be, she does have a special going on she has a love jones collection with special um greeting cards just for valentine's day and you can get free shipping for any order over 15 dollars with that code love jones so you guys go check out my girl imani Cobbs. check her out on instagram at ig ijc greets and also on her website ijcgreets.com i'm gonna leave all that information in the description box so you know if you don't if you're not anywhere to write it down and stuff like that check the description box on soundcloud or itunes wherever you're listening to it and um you'll be able to reference that so shout out to you imani i see you grinding out here girl i see you doing your thing you're in grad school you're making it happen you got your photography thing you're just so amazing and um, i love to see you chasing your dreams and i'm super proud of you so congrats girl okie dokie moving right on along because let me tell y'all right now i'm coming to y'all right now in the midnight hour quite honestly and literally the midnight hour i just got off of work at like 11:15. i work in cedar rapids which is like 30 minutes from iowa city and the roads were a little iffy so it's a little late right now so i'm gonna be getting right to the point but i had me a kombucha and i'm full of energy which probably isn't that good because i'm gonna probably be up for a little longer than i want to be up tonight but that's okay um so we're gonna move right into the petty portion and as i just alluded to as we all know for all of us who are listening and born and raised in the midwest it is the winter newsflash fun fact we are in the winter months the winter hour 
And so it always baffles me how we live in the Midwest. And for those of you who don't know, I live in Iowa City currently um, because that's where I went to school and I just stayed here. And so I'm in Iowa City in the Midwest and I'm really just fed up with the fact that Iowa City, the Iowa City area, probably Iowa in general, does not know how to properly handle snow because it doesn't make sense. Iowa handles snow the way like Virginia would or the way like somewhere that like they just do not act like they've been doing this all their life. Like since Iowa existed, since it was formed way back when and whenever, 15, 16, 17, okay, probably not 15, I'm, I'm doing a lot, but at least y'all been around for long enough. Since she's been on this earth probably, Iowa has been getting snow. So there is no reason why y'all trucks are not hitting the roads immediately when the snow falls. There's no reason that the road in front of my apartment isn't being hit by a salt truck or by the snow plow until two days after the snow fell. What's happening for you, Iowa? And, and what really, what really, 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 really irks my nerve, what really, really drives me up a wall, grinds that gear, is Iowa wants to put down some damn sand. Now, I don't know what beaches are around here, um, but I do know that I don't want no sand down on my salt. I want sand down on my salt, Jesus. Sand down on my snow. Put some salt down. Do I got to go out there? They making me good and I'm going to my cupboard and get my own damn salt because I go outside and they got trash cans full of sand. Now, somebody please educate me and forgive me for my ignorance because I don't know the chemical makeup of whatever kind of sand or whatever is in these trash cans. What I do know is that when the sand goes down, it don't do nothing but make my street ugly. Put down the salt, melt the snow, get the plows around the roads so that my car is not getting stuck halfway up the hill because you know everything is on the hill in Iowa of course my apartment sits right on top of a hill and so Monday night when it snowed literally my boyfriend and half the block had to come outside to push my little Sonata on up the hill just so I can get into my apartment it took a village for me to get into my parking space why because a musty little two inches of snow hit the ground and Iowa City just could not handle that you're, you're a city in the Midwest, okay? I don't know who the mayor is, the councilwoman, the alderman. I don't know who's running things around here. But what I do know is that y'all got to do better because don't nobody got time to be getting tra trapped at the bottom of hills because y'all can't get y'all infrastructure together. Hire some people, get some people some jobs, buy some more snow plows and salt so that when the snow hits, y'all can come out here and not have people struggling like the whole city got to shut down like we in Atlanta or something. This is the Midwest. We get snow. Act like it. Act accordingly, Iowa. We don't have these kind of problems in Chicago, okay? Let me tell you, the Chicago, them plows be out on the street. They just be sitting staged, ready, ready, to, ready to hit it. Three, three snowflakes fall, they out here just scraping the asphalt. That's why we got out of them damn potholes in Chicago because the damn plows be scraping stuff that ain't supposed to be scraped. They, they, it really don't be enough snow sometimes. They just scraping up street. Well, I'd rather have them scraping up street than having potholes. Well, let me, let me hold fast because them potholes in Chicago is deadly. Look, that's beyond the point. The point that I'm saying is, Iowa, you need to do better because I'm tired of it. And I don't got no four-wheel drive. I can't afford it. I got rear, rear rear wheel drive. That's the best I can do. 
And I'm going to need that to work because y'all know y'all got all these hills. And y'all know we can't make it up these hills when this snow and this ice is like this. Act like y'all know. And that's all I'm going to say about that. In a minute, I'm about to start calling the 800 number with a comment or a complaint. And let me tell you right now, it ain't going to be no comment. <laughs> so you can guess what's left. And that's all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> Okie dokie. Now that I've got that off my chest, because they be trying me. We're going to move into the jam session of the week. And like I said last week, um, I'm on this frame. It's Black History Month, so I really want to talk about things in black culture and black society. And because I am an entertainer myself, um, that's kind of the, what I'm going for for these first couple weeks. Maybe I'll switch it up next week and, you know, you know. But with Black Panther coming out, which you already know, I'm going to be right in formation. I don't know what I'm wearing yet. I ain't got my outfit together yet, but just know it's going to be fire. You know what I'm saying? Just know this. I probably ain't gonna do like a dashiki or nothing because you know I'm black. I'm African American. You know sometimes I don't know if I really am supposed to be. I don't know. Am I the only one who feel like that? Like because coming to school and stuff, you you're around so many people who are actually like African. Like their parents and things are born and raised African. Even some of them were born in Africa. And so then when you meet real Africans, you like dang. um is this cool for me? So, I don't know if I'm going to be out here in no dashiki or anything like that. I might have to get the blessing uh, from one of my brothers and sisters from the motherland. Like, can I borrow this? Is this cool? Whatnot. But, you know, I might go ahead and go to, like, the actual Black Panther route and do, like, a beret. All black, like a combat boot. You know, for the revolution type. I might put that little spin on it. Haven't really decided yet. Um, but just know I am going to be in the place. I don't know if I'm going to be there on opening night because, you know, I don't got time for y'all to be hollering at the screen and stuff. I'm going to get pissed off. I really want to watch the movie in peace. And I don't got time for y'all to be in there acting like this is just Beyonce on the stage right now. Like, this is not a concert. This is a movie. So leave all that excitement in the lobby and in the outer corridor. When Once you get inside here, I need you to put your movie mind on and your indoor voices, Okay. Open all your snacks before you get in. I don't want to hear all that rumbling of the paper, okay? Let's let's practice our movie etiquette because I want to enjoy the movie. So I know that all, all of us, all of us melanated folks want to pack out the theaters and stuff. And I'm all for the fellowship. But when we get in there, I'm trying to watch the movie. So don't be talking to us. They can't hear you. They can't hear you in Wakanda. I don't need you talking to the screen. They can't hear you, okay? Michael B. Jordan can't see you, sis. I don't need you. In there sweating and getting all hot and ready because he come up on the screen. He's not worried about you. He's trying to go save a country, save the world, okay? But since we are all in this frame of mind and getting all excited for Black Panther, I figured that we'd talk about black movies, um, some of my favorite black movies, things that I miss in black movies, um, things that are happening in black movies these days. I'm going to take a little sip of water. Amen. Amen. But yes, um, I figured we'd just talk about black movies for a little bit. And so first I want to talk about, I would just like to acknowledge um, that this past week we did celebrate the 15th anniversary of the world-renowned, critically acclaimed blockbuster Deliver Us from Eva starring uh, the oh-so-talented an astounding, remarkable, highly underrated 
star, the queen herself, Gabrielle Union, now Gabrielle Union Wade. Um, you know, Deliver Us From Evil really was a groundbreaking film. If you really think about it, it really opened up the avenue and the lane for the um, health inspector profession for the black community. I don't know. I feel like that wasn't something that we really saw ourselves doing. And then we see Eva out here giving it to him in the restaurants. And then we think, hmm, okay, maybe that's a possibility. I mean, I thought about it at least. So uh, I think we really do need to pay more respect to that um so, you know, this weekend, take some time, go back and watch, deliver us from Eva, take a little snapshot of it, send us to Gabrielle Union, let her know I sent you. Um, because that was a great, that was a great moment. I really, what I really loved about deliver us from Eva was that we get all these different kinds of friends and relationships. And even though like when you think about it, like the movie, it was kind of, it was kind of a fucked up movie. Like the, the, the logic behind it. And, you know, the way that LL Cool J was kind of, it was kind of messed up. Like, if you think about it, the fake death, like, it was probably really, like, a triggering thing. Like, something like that probably couldn't have, wouldn't fly in 2018. It'd be like, trigger warning, you know, it'd have been too much. So, that was really a, a movie meant for its time. But the people that we saw, the images, we saw the girls in the salon and just the salon being a place where, where the sisters just came together and kicked it a little bit. Um, we saw different kind of marital issues, all these different couples that had different marital issues, but we still saw them functioning in marriages. It wasn't about stealing your man, taking your man. I mean, it kind of was like about getting set up and played, but not important. Um, I say, I, I didn't, more than anything, I just love Gabrielle Union. So anything Gabrielle Union, I'm going to fully support and acknowledge as a classic. So just want to sit here and acknowledge that 15 years ago this week, Deliver Us From Eva was released in theaters. So clap, clap, clap for that. Um, another staple in my catalog obviously has to be Bad Boys, both one and two. I'm just saying, I don't know if there's been a more perfect and hilarious duo that I personally appreciate more than Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. They just are perfect together. They're two different kinds of funny that just perfectly mesh and well together. Martin Lawrence really played up to this to the humor of Will Smith and Will Smith really heightened the humor of Martin Lawrence. I mean, there are so many lines. There's so many things that come out. of, And it's like, I love the movie so much because it doesn't make you feel like you're really watching like a police movie. You know how like other stuff like Lethal Weapon or like, I don't know, all other like police, like even like stuff like Rush Hour, which also a classic, honorable mention. Um, Chris Tucker was doing his thing. But those kind of movies where it's just so copy and it's all about like the police work and it's all about that. But Bad Boys, it's like, it's like a family movie. It's, I won't say a family movie, but it was more so about the characters than it was about like the police and the action. And then Bad Boys 2 really like heightened it up with the action. Like the car scene, man, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite scene is when um, Martin's character shot, like shot inside of Mike's car and <laughs> Will Smith was just like shoot outside the car outside the car what are you doing <laughs> he was so mad he was so mad and then he was in the office like 
oh, it's going to cost how much? Oh, no, you're going to get your money. I don't know. It was just that kind of chemistry was just so, so, so perfect. And I loved it so much. And it was just very authentically. And these were like still, I love when you get these these films with characters that are like authentically black and they have like the, the like the vernacular and everything how they're saying how they dress everything they swagger is super black but then you meet them in these positions where these are like cops they living good you know what i'm saying they nice houses driving nice cars you just meet them at these spaces that like i said last week it's not about being down and out. It's not about being black. You just meet them and accept them in these spaces where, you know what I mean? If they were white characters, you would just be like, oh, yeah, this man's a cop. No brainer. And so I love how we just meet them. And you, you don't get all this backstory about tragedy and all this stuff. You just meet these two gentlemen. They're cops. They already made it. You don't got to see them go through, you know what I mean, police academy, nothing. They already here kicking ass, all of that. So Bad Boys 2, honorable mention, uh, also, anything Will Smith I stand for, he's absolutely the best thing that ever happened to Instagram lately. If you don't follow Will Smith on Instagram, I don't know what you're doing with your life. He is the absolute best. So anything that he does, I'm really a stand for. I mean, Hitch, come on. Seriously. Also, people be trying to act like Wild Wild West wasn't funny. Wild Wild West was funny and a classic, and I appreciate Will Smith for that too. I'm just saying. Um, and then, you know, we got to go to our, like, our music movies, right? I mean, honestly, I probably learned the majority of the Temptations songs I know from the Temptations movie. And what's sad is that I probably know more Five Heartbeat songs than I know Temptations. Like, I know, like, the classic Temptation song. But I know almost, like, every Five Heartbeat song from the movie. Or even, like, What's Love Gotta Do With It. Like, these movies that we came up watching that basically taught us or introduced us to the background and the backstory to these figures who we've known from, like, our parents or maybe, like, grandparents and things like that. You know, you hear about Tim. Tina Turner and Ike Turner you hear about the temptations and things like that or even um why do fools fall in love you hear about Frankie Lyman um but you watch these these movies and you see all this drama that surrounded their life and it really gets you gives you this insight into who these black figures were it really gives you a little more insight into okay how did they get to this point and what happened to them how did they fall down um and so I really love our movies that um, demonstrate and that, not demonstrate, but um, illustrate is the word I'm looking for, our black musical figures. Um, what was the other one I was thinking of? Oh, the American Dream, the Jackson 5 movie. Even though that movie is definitely four days long, it's good, though. You learn about all the rest of the Jacksons and what was Latoya really doing and what was the brothers really up to and what really was wrong with Michael. You know what I mean? It's little stuff like that where you get those tidbits and you, how we are able to share the information about these important people in our culture. You know what I mean? Another, the best probably one of the best autobiographical movies is um you know the Malcolm X movie with Denzel Washington that is called I mean Denzel Denzel just really just really can do no wrong but he played the hell out of Malcolm the X okay I mean just I love when I love when we get out of not auto why am I sitting here talking about autobiographical and want nobody going to be like, what you talking about? 
biopics. I don't know if it's biopics or biopic because I've heard it both ways. But to me, biopic makes more sense. So that's what I'm going to call it. I can't believe I said autobiography. It's late and I need to go to bed. Um, but yes, I love, love, love biopics. I'm not going to go through every biopic, but definitely love those. Um, Ali with Will Smith, also another classic, another classic that I love. Um, what else? What else? You know, one movie that I'm surprised I run into more people than I would like to admit have never seen this movie. And you know, really, I just kind of get offended. How y'all ain't seen Lean On Me? I mean, is that not a classic? Is that not a staple to the culture and to the community? Is that not classic Granddaddy Morgan Freeman? That's probably the youngest any of us have ever seen Morgan Freeman. That's, that's, that's about as young as it's going to get. That's as young as we ever going to win this help. Like, I, like, lean on me. Like, I cannot believe the amount of people, melanated our people, who have not seen Lean on me. And like, you can't sing the Isa Hot, like, what? I don't know. That kind of baffles me sometimes. Lean on me is classic Morgan Freeman. Like, they used to call me Crazy Joe, now they call me Batman. Like, you, like, that's, if you, if you can't give me that line, if you can't tell me where that line came from, we need to sit down and have a conversation or at the least a movie day. Like, seriously. Lean On Me is a great movie. Morgan Freeman acted his ass off, talking about just him being that principal and dealing with the injustices of um, the education system and how he had to fight to keep this school safe and he had to do what he had to do. It's just another example of, you know, black excellence just doing this thing. Even if you kind of got to break a couple rules, you got to do what you got to do for the community. Okay, so um, if any of these movies that I'm mentioning you have not seen, take some time this month or maybe in the coming months as well and, and, and learn you something because Lean On Me is a classic that you definitely need to see. Another classic, now I'm in the frame of thinking about education that a lot of people ain't seen, Higher Learning. I mean, classic Omar Epps. I can't believe even a little Tyra Banks cameo. I mean, spoiler alert, she had to go, but Higher Learning. This idea, and I mean, it's kind of probably more triggering nowadays with the amount of like school shootings and mass shootings and things that we have. Um, but this collision between like neo-Nazis and, and skinheads on this college campus and the black students on this college campus and, and seeing these two guys trying to navigate through that and how it all just kind of like spontaneously combusts. It's just like, I mean, classic Lawrence Fishburne. I mean, just good TV. I mean, not good TV, good movies, good examples. Not only are these all good examples of like good storylines, um, good amounts of drama and comedy, also amazing acting. These like amazing, that's one thing I'm a stickler for, which when I get down to one of my movies, y'all gonna, we gonna expand a little bit on that. But good, good, good acting, believable acting, great character work and character development. I know I just got real artsy-fartsy on y'all, but that stuff matters. Because it gets to the point where you're like, dang, I, I just forget that I'm even watching somebody act. And so higher learning is definitely something that should be on your watch list. Um, especially if you consider yourself fake woke. 
sorry if I offend anybody, but you know, it's a lot of y'all fake woke people out here that need to go back to sleep for a little bit, take a little nap, and wake up again. Um, but higher learning is definitely something that should be on your watch list because good stuff. Um, I mean, of course, all the Fridays. I'm I'm one of those people who's a fan of all the Fridays, but of course, the first Friday is the best. You know what I mean? I think they, in, in chronological order, that's like how they rank. I think the first one is the best, and then next Friday, and then Friday after next. Like, I think that's how they rank and like which ones I would prefer to watch. I mean, but the original Friday, Ice Cube did his thing on that. Ice Cube and Cube Vision, they need more credit. Ice Cube really be out here, you know, putting some little cuts out and keeping that money circulating in his own community and his own bank account, really. Um, so, you know, can't forget the Fridays. What else? What else? Okay. So, of course, I can't t- talk about black entertainment or black movies without talking about Tyler Perry. Now, I love Ty Ty. Okay, TP. Love him. I think what he does is great. I'm going to be honest. I'm more of a fan of his stage plays than of his movies. And I think that's a popular opinion. I think a lot of people prefer Tyler Perry stage plays. Like if you grew up on the stage plays on the DVDs, like I've never seen one before, like live. But for some reason, I don't know how, we had all of the plays on DVD. And they were in heavy rotation. My favorite play of Tyler Perry's is definitely Medea's Family Reunion. That's my favorite play. I know a lot of people really like Class Reunion. Um, I was late to the Class Reunion train, but um, Medea's Family Reunion is definitely, definitely my favorite, hands down. However, though, speaking of movies, I will say my favorite, and I think the most well done of all his films, for me, is definitely Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Diary of a Mad Black Woman, the film is probably better than the stage play, to be honest, because the drama and and the pain, um, the pain as well as the happiness, as well as just that journey that we were able to watch, the arc that he built um, was really beautiful. Um, the cinematography in the movie was really beautiful. It was really pretty to look at. Um... You know, Medea had just the right amount of comic relief, but it wasn't a Medea movie. I feel like the movies that Tyler Perry does that are the Medea movies are always kind of like my least favorite. I'm gonna be honest, I ain't never seen any of those Medea's Christmas or like Medea's Happy Halloween, boo boo boo. I, I don't need Medea movies. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily need movies that are surrounded around Medea acting a damn fool. But Diary of, Mad, of a Mad Black Woman was like his perfect formula. It was the perfect balance of Medea and just good drama. But the drama that wasn't Medea wasn't like over dramatic. Like I think it's um, is it Medea's family reunion? I can't remember which one it is. But whichever one it is, where. Everyone other than Diary of a Mad Black Woman, they're all kind of blurring together at this point. Sometimes the drama and the dramatics and the crying and the arguments and the fights are just so much that I'm like, okay, shut up, relax. Um, So I love Tyler Perry and I respect and love everything he does for the community. He keeps um, so many black actors employed. He really works with, you know talent that you wouldn't really see anywhere else and so for that i appreciate it and the man got money he's built his empire he bought a whole 
military base that was closed down. He bought a whole military base and turned it into Tyler Perry Studios where he films and records all his own stuff. So he's really a genius. There's a reason why he's like best friends with Oprah. He's really a genius with what he's doing. And so I can't hate on it. I don't love everything that he's doing. I see that he has a new movie um, coming out with Taraji P. Henson, which I love Taraji P. Henson. I did see Proud Mary. Um, Proud Mary was just okay for me, but still Taraji did a great job. And I'm loving that she's um, trying to diversify her skill set here. So all in all, I'm always going to support Tyler Perry, even if I'm not always here for um, how he puts his stuff together and what he emphasizes and whatnot. Um, but we can't talk black movies and black entertainment and not talk Tyler Perry because he's just like the man. He, he's the man in the, in the last probably like 10 years or so really putting on for us. Another honorable mention, though, putting on for black people is Will Packer. Will Packer is a director. He's directed like all the ride-alongs, all the, um, what's the dang on movie with Kevin Hart and all the people who... Mary Gabrielle Union's in it too, and I can't think of the name of the movie. Hmm, I'm going blank. It'll come to me, but y'all know what I'm talking about. I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of this movie right now. Hmm, oh well. But, um, yeah, Will Packer is also super amazing. He did all, directed Almost Christmas that came out um, last year, so he's kind of like in the last probably like 10 years to also just behind the scenes on the director side someone who's been putting on for the black community and so i'm really excited to see where black television and black movies are going super excited about black panther it's like outselling any superhero movie and pre-sale tickets that ever existed in the world of superhero movies um which of course i wish people understand man the black dollar is the dollar y'all better recognize so I'm really excited about that. I cannot wait to see it. I'm falling right in line because Angela Bassett is the queen. And so I'm here for anything that she's in. I mean, how could I even forget? I forgot to mention waiting to excel. Come on, Bernice. Bernice is a classic. Get your shit. Get your shit and get out. I mean, what? Okay, I'm having too much fun. <laughs> I'm having too much fun. Ah, oh, I could just think about it all that like seriously seriously y'all, if I could get paid just to sit in the house in a robe with some asparagus on a plate, nice and warm, and just watch movies and TV all day, like that's the level of success I'm trying to get to because that's what my life would be. Okay. But um that just about wraps up. I just want to chat a little bit about what some of my faves were and um why I like them. Definitely hit me up on Twitter at Just if you have any of your like favorite movies that I didn't mention or movies that you want to see if I've seen or not. I'm not gonna lie, it's some stuff like some of the classics that I didn't see until I would like I didn't see Poetic Justice till like two years ago. I still have never seen Belly. It just be like that sometimes. So if you got some honorable mentions or some of your faves that I missed or that I didn't mention that you think are like staples in the black community and black household that you know everybody in the scene. Oh, soul food. Kind of forgot about soul food. Got to throw that in there real late. Um, tweet me at Jess Jemiah. 
Um, and add me on Twitter, add me on Instagram. Also, add all the made to make your pages. Do not forget, like and subscribe and rate. That's going to help your girl move up in these podcast streets. And I'm trying to do big things with this. So, I really appreciate all the love and all the support as usual. Um, so, thank you guys for rocking out with me. I'm going to leave you guys with my positive quote affirmation today. And that is going to be, take the risk or lose the chance. (laughs) Yeah, I'll marinate on that for a little bit. I'll catch y'all right back here next Friday. Bye.